Would you please turn over to Revelation chapter 1? Revelation chapter 1. Look at verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos. That was a, a prison island. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was he was imprisoned on this island. And he's an old dude. <laughs> uh, he's, I don't know, 70, 80 years old at this time. Well, he says in verse 10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Aren't you glad he did that? Yes. So what this means is, he, he was told, you get your pen and paper out. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> and you write this down. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm glad that he didn't do like a lot of people and just... He's on a prison island and he has writing instruments and paper. And it's not a big pen, okay? And it's not, you know, a spiral notebook. So it's very rudimentary what he has. But he begins to write. And what we have here in the book of Revelation is what he wrote. Now, the instructions were write in a book and send unto the seven churches. Now, the way this comes across when you first read it makes it sound like, okay, he wrote this and he sent it to one church, then they got done with it, sent it to the other church. No, seven churches, they each got a copy. Thank God at least one of those copies survived and made it to the interpreter's table. Amen. At least one of them survived. Yes. So he's writing this, but I want you to turn over to chapter 10. And in chapter 10, he's seeing all of these things, and uh, we pick it up in verse 4. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. So for whatever reason, God did not want what the seven thunders said to be written down. So at that point, John put his pen down. Now I want you to think about this. If you were given a notebook and a pen, and an angel said, okay, write what you see. Think about everything that is in the book of Revelation. And you're writing this. How long do you think it would take you to write this? A long time, right? Who knows how long this vision lasted? Hours? Well, hours, definitely. For him to write it all down. Days? Did it last more than a couple of... Remember, Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights with nothing to eat and nothing to drink. So is it possible something like that happened with John to write all this? Well, yeah, it's possible. The key is, write it. Put it down. And at that time, he knew it was going to go to the seven churches. 
Now, unless God gave him a revelation of something that we don't know, meaning God spoke to him and said, this is going to become a part of the heritage of the church from now on until I return. And I think it's possible John did know that just because of how all this is written. But he wrote it down, and now we have it. And thank God we have it. If you read through the New Testament, especially in the the letters of Paul, it becomes apparent that there are indeed other letters that Paul wrote that were lost. And we don't have, in fact, Paul makes reference to uh, like one or two places. He makes reference to them. You know, my other letter, it's like, well, what other letter? Well, it got lost somewhere along the line. Wouldn't you like to know what was in that letter? So would I. And I find it difficult to believe that Peter only wrote two letters, first and second Peter. Because remember back then, the only form of communication they had was verbal or written. They didn't have any email or anything else like that. No, they couldn't be texting each other. So I have no doubt but what these, um, the men God used to write the New Testament wrote more than what we have. So what that means is this. Either there, they, um, some of the other writings that they had, God did not want included in Scripture, or... Those writings got lost, but they were out there. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I would like to have them. Did Peter write another 10 or 15 letters? I'd like to have them. They're going to say basically the same thing. I don't care. (laughs) This was an apostle. I want to read it. Same thing with Paul. How many other letters did he write? I'd like to have them. But guess what? I'm not going to have them. Is it possible that some of the the writings, uh, you know, James, we only have one book of James, but is it possible he wrote more than one letter? Yeah, it sure is possible. So what's happened is this. Either those writings existed in the 1600s when everything was translated over into the King James or those writings no longer existed. They were lost. And God cannot tell somebody, translate from Greek into English if you do not have the Greek to translate. You follow what I'm saying? So they're gone. They're lost. I consider that um, a detriment. But what I do know is this. No matter what they wrote, no matter what would have been in the other letters, they would not they would not be a missing gospel they would flow with everything that is recorded in here now turn over to second kings second kings and uh, just go to chapter 22 you know, I made mention of Josiah in uh, the message this morning. Let's take a brief look at Josiah. Second Kings 22, verse 1. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. How would you like to take orders from an eight-year-old? <laughs> hey, excuse me? <laughs> Do you know who I am? 
<laughs> well, I'm the king, so, you know. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 30 and one years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Adiah of Boscath. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the way of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. Eight years old. Parents, don't you ever defend your eight-year-old and say, well, you know, he's just a kid. or You know, she, she's just a little young. Really, talk to Josiah. And he wasn't even filled with the Holy Spirit, let alone born again. Do you understand this? You know, years ago, I bought into this, well, you know, they're just kids. I don't anymore. When I can see that an eight-year-old Josiah can reign for 31 years and he's going to do what is right before God, then every eight-year-old can do what is right before God now. And don't even try to tell me. Don't, I just, I'm at the point now to where I control my frustration with parents who want to defend inappropriate behavior of children. I'm talking Christian parents now. The parents are the ones sometimes that need the whooping. Anyway, verse 3. And it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe, to the house of the Lord, saying, Before we go any further, you need to understand that until Josiah came into power, uh, things had been bad. The people were not pressing into God. I mean, it was bad. Well, let's just continue here. He says, Go up to Hilkiah the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people, and let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house. Bottom line, here's what's happened. Have you ever driven by a house that's been abandoned? And you can just tell, I don't want to live there. That's what was going on here with the house of God. It was a mess. And what Josiah is doing, he's giving orders. We are going to, this is, this is the first recorded example of a fixer-upper. We're going to go in there and we're going to fix this place up. This is the house of God. And we're not going to list it. We're going to love it. <laughs> yes, I've seen the shows. <laughs> so Hillary can stay home. <laughs> well, anyway, verse 6. Unto carpenters and builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. You can tell this is a major project. Howbeit, there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand because they dealt faithfully. In other words, Josiah was, he had people he could trust. Yes. And he said, look, just take the money, do what's right with it. We've got to do the rehab. I trust you guys. Now, get to work. Well, verse 8. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan and he read it. And Shaphan, the scribe, 
came to the king and brought the king word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of them that do the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes and he commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam the son of Shaphan and Achbor the son of Micaiah and Shaphan the scribe and Asahiah the servant of the king saying, Go ye inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according to all that which is written concerning us. Now, I hope you picked up on what happened here. They found the word of God buried in all the rubble. That means nobody has been reading it to anybody. And when Josiah hears this, now keep this in mind, he rules for eight years old. Or or he starts ruling when he is eight years old. And in the 18th year of King Josiah, 10 years go by, all right? And then when he hears it, what happens? He, he you know, rends his clothes. And, you know, that, that to me has always been amazing. People tearing their clothes up all throughout Scripture. But it was a sign of contrition. And so, you know, he tears his clothes. He says, oh my goodness, what have we done? This is what God has wanted us to do. I didn't know. Are you hearing this? He didn't know. Otherwise, he would have given the people instructions. We're going to do what God says. Well, he didn't know. But he did know this is the house of God and it needs to be repaired. And so during the reconstruction, during the, the, uh, the rehab project, they find, let me just put it in our terms, they find a Bible. And they take it to the king and they say, King, you need to listen to this. And they start reading it. And Josiah, man, he flips out. says, oh, no. God's wrath is kindled. We're as good as dead. We need to go before God and find out what we can do to try and make this right. Well, as you continue to read, um, chapter 23 goes into a lot of Josiah's reforms. And, oh, he made a lot of people mad. Because he said, here's what God's word says. Here's what you people have been doing. And it's going to stop. It's going to change. And a bunch of you get ready to die. That's what happened. Now, you can interpret this however you want. We need a Josiah in this country. Because I'm telling you right now, you take somebody with that kind of a standard sitting in the Oval Office, oh, you better believe people are going to get mad. But do you understand? See, Christians have been led to, to believe some kind of patty cake politics where you got to try and keep everybody happy. You know, you got to learn how to reach across the aisle. <laughs> Josiah wasn't reaching across any aisle. He was saying, here's the word of God, and this is what we're doing. 
Can you imagine what would happen if a president stood up and, and just read from the Bible what God has said about shedding innocent blood? And then the president says, this is what Almighty God has said. Our coins say, in God we trust. So therefore, in God we trust, abortion ends right now. And anyone who performs an abortion will be guilty of first degree murder. You will face the death penalty. That's the way it should be. But we hear all this. Yeah, but, you know, what about the health of the mother? Hold on. What does God's word say? Oh, I know you get it. I'm probably getting some Christians upset now. Well, that's just the way it is. It just shows you how far away the body of Christ, generally speaking, has drifted from God's word. Now, here's what I'm getting at. John wrote what he wrote, book of Revelation. Thank God we have it. We have what Paul and Peter and James, Luke, and just a whole bunch of them wrote. We have what Moses wrote. We have what David wrote. We have this Bible. And thank God for it. Because somebody had to oversee the keeping of it until it could be put in this form right here. And now you have people today that have come up with their own versions of the Bible and leave some of it out. And then to say, it's, it's the right interpretation. It's the right version. It's the right... No. It's not. Just because it's a dumbed down version and is more like you know, run, spot, run, see, spot, run, as opposed to Hemingway. As, as you know, we, we have to make it easier for everybody to understand. Have you ever considered that so many people that you're trying to get them to understand it are just too stupid and they haven't been educated properly? I, you want to hear, ooh, so, it's soapbox time. Hallelujah. You, <laughs> you know what? You know how to increase your level of education? It's not go back to college. Get a King James Bible and just start reading. Amen. Now, I don't know how many times I've taught on this in the past. It stimulates mental development. Secular science has proven this. All right, moving right along. Aren't you glad that we have what we have? Absolutely. Now, if you could understand... The Greek and the Hebrew, I mean, you, just like the people in the Bible, could understand it. If you could understand it, what would it be worth to have recordings of Peter's sermons? What about James? What about John? What about Paul? What about Jesus? You know, if you had a time machine... And you could go back and be on the hillside when Jesus was teaching. And you didn't take your phone and record what he was saying. You should be whooped. Should be allowed to come back. Yeah, should be allowed to come back. <laughs> oh, no. You, can't, you ain't coming back to air conditioning. Uh-uh, no. I mean, if you could understand those languages, would you not absolutely almost give anything to have recordings, the actual recordings of what they've taught. Absolutely. Let's take it a step further. Wouldn't you like to have a high-definition video of Jesus doing the Sermon on the Mount? Wouldn't you like to have a high-definition video of Jesus doing Matthew 24? 
What about Matthew 23? <laughs> Vipers! Hypocrites! Go get them, Jesus! Yeah! <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have videos of that? Yeah! And would you not watch them who knows how many times? Sure you would. You know you would. I would. But we don't have any of that. Sadly, we, you know, that's just the way it is. All right, well, what do we have? What we have is our Bible. We also have audio recordings of the Bible. And we have audio, audio recordings of sermons. Now, granted, I don't think that, you know, and I'm not speaking out of turn, but Gary Carpenter, incredible. Pastor Bronk Flint, incredible. Whoever you think is incredible, all right? We do not measure up to the teaching of the Apostle Paul. Now, we just don't. We don't measure up to the teaching of Peter or James. I mean, they were the founders. You understand what I'm getting at? We do the best we can, but it's just not quite the same. And yet, there are some who, who do a really good job, but we're constantly learning. Now, here's what I'm getting at. We have audio recordings of these sermons. Nowadays... We not only have the audio recordings, but we have video. And on our website, we have the video of the sermons at the website. But we also have a YouTube channel. And the sermons are at the YouTube channel. We also upload to our website the MP3 files. So you can listen to the audio. All of that is available. You can go to Gary Carpenter's website. Same thing. Audio, video. Go to Pastor Bronk's website. Same thing. Audio, video. I mean, it's all there. And the older messages, it's audio only, but still you have access to it. Okay, now. Some people have read the book of Revelation and they believe that the day is coming when here in the United States it will be illegal to have church like this right now. I'm not sure I buy into that, but at the same time, I'm not going to say, that ain't never going to happen. Is it a possibility? Well, yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, they take the Ten Commandments out of the courtrooms, tell the kids they can't have reading and Bible study in the schools. Oh, hey, speaking of that, did you see the articles about the Church of Satan that's opening uh, after school clubs in schools? Yeah. It's around here. It's going on here. It was in the newspaper. The Like the head of the church, what they're doing is they're, at this point, they're only going to schools that have Christian Bible study clubs after school. Because they want to offer an alternative to the children. We're talking elementary schools as well here. Now, that's going on. You know what that is, don't you? That's Satan, open war recruiting. Recruiting. Okay, now, all that's going on. And the article in the paper, uh, the people, uh, this is part of this going on down in Lebanon. And what they're telling the, the, the uh, 
like the citizens, is don't protest this. Now, this is coming from the government leaders and the school leaders. They're saying, you know, don't protest this. You know, okay, we just learned a whole lot about who's in charge in Lebanon. And those people need to get the boot. Now, here we have a situation, and let's play what if. What if it becomes illegal to have church services like this? Tell me what if. What if it does? But along with that, what if? What if all Christian websites are shut down? What if? So what that means is we can't be here like this. And we can't, I can't be in my, my bedroom streaming a sermon. We've been shut down. And, and all of the videos from our church and Pastor Bronk and Gary and, and others are taken off of YouTube and all forms of social media. What if? What if it gets to that? Number one, parents, if it gets to that, are you ready to be the shepherds of your family? Are you ready to teach your children? Are you ready? Now, I can't speak, I don't live with any of the parents here. I'm only suspecting that it's possible the answer from parents who, wherever you are, but you follow this ministry, the answer is no, you're not ready. You're not ready like they were in the Old Testament to teach their kids. You're not ready. That's really sad. Because if you don't know how to teach the Bible to your own children, that means you haven't been receiving the teaching that's been delivered unto you. You say, well, Brother Martin, I don't really want to hear this. <laughs> you better hope it doesn't come to the day to where you're saying, I wish I had done these things. But along with that, let's move, let's move beyond the parents. What if we're not allowed to have church? And what if the website's taken down? And what if all our teachings are removed from every other form of social media? What are you going to do? So, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just have to, you know, pray and, and read at home. Yeah. <laughs> but did you hear what you just said? I guess I would have to pray and read. In other words, what are you doing now? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. What are you doing now? All right, let's, let's keep going here. Do you have a storehouse of teaching at home? Do you? You say, well, what do you mean by a storehouse? All right, number one. I'm guessing you all have a Bible. But do you have the audio version of the Bible? Now, I've got... Um, uh, the Alexander Scorby, I've got several, but I had the one I listen to primarily, almost exclusively, is Alexander Scorby. You can download it for free. And I will listen to that. I listen to it in a car, I'll listen to it at home while I'm doing other things in my office. But I have the Bible in audio format on my computer, uh, on my phone, so on and so forth. I also have the Bible in uh, 
uh, like a Bible app on my phone so I can read it, which is a real blessing because, you know, sometimes you're out someplace, you're sitting, and you're waiting, waiting, waiting. So, all right, I'll redeem the time. You know, yeah, thus saith the Lord. Do you have the Bible in several formats accessible to you? Now, right now, if we walked out of this building and there were police and, and military out there and said, that's it, folks, your church is closed as of now. And some of you want to smart off, you ain't telling me what to do. You know, you know, hush that stuff. You know, if you got a problem with that, wait till you get to heaven and talk to the Christians who are under Roman rule and see how they did it. All right, moving on here. Do you have the Bible in, in audio and print form? Do you have it? If you don't, you need it now. Right now. You need to make plans within the next 24 hours to have it downloaded to your computer, to your phone, to whatever else you do. You have more than one computer, more than one, then put it on each one. You need it now, right now. You need to figure out a way that you can play it in your car. You need to do that. This is a priority. If you haven't done it, do it now. You say, why are you talking about this? All right, do you remember back in the 60s, you don't remember this, late 50s, 60s, there were people who were digging bomb shelters in their backyard. Barry, you remember it, I'm sure, and um, you know Judy, you know, all of us old people, we remember this. <laughs> in fact, I was at a friend's house, and they had one. You went in, downstairs to the basement, then there was a door, opened that door, and you went down even further into this bomb shelter. The reason for that was because people expected Russia to nuke us. And we even had, this was so goofy, we even had uh, atomic bomb drills at school. To where every the, we were all supposed to, as kids we would you know either go out in the hallway or get next to our desk hunched hunch down and, and put our coats over us. Now that's going to keep the radiation away. Uh huh. <laughs> that's what we did. And people had these bomb shelters. Companies were selling bomb shelters. They dig these big holes in your backyard and put it down in there. Now you're protected. I mean you'll starve to death while you but you're down. You're protected from radiation. All right, what we're doing now is talking about worst case scenario preparation. Because what if it happens? And we're told you can't go to church anymore. We're told you, you cannot, there's no more website, that's it, you can't. So you need the Bible, not only in print form, but you need it in other formats as well. You, you do not need it you can't do not do something like, well, yeah, okay, I can just go on the internet and read it. Uh-uh, no. You have to be able to do it disconnected from the internet, totally and completely disconnected from the internet. You, <laughs> Brother Martin, you're scaring me. No, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just, we're trying this preparation. I, this is eye-opening service here. All right, next thing. Do you have any? sermon videos downloaded and saved on your computer. <laughs> What's funny is I'm standing here looking at you and I can, you're all like, oh yeah, I got a Bible. I got, oh yeah, I got the audio Bible. Now we, we're getting to the, the videos and you're, you're staring at me. 
Okay, then, not trying to be a smart aleck here, but why not? What Do they not mean anything to you? Well, I don't know how to do it. No problem. That's why I'm here tonight. I'm going to help you with this. You need to be downloading the audio of sermons from our website, from Gary Carpenter's website, uh, you know, the Prayer Center, Pastor Bronx Church. Just be downloading these sermons and save them. MP3 format. They don't take up much space. Just start creating a library. And many of you know that we have a thumb drive available here that we offer. It's got everything I've preached for the last like 20 years, 20-something years. It has all the teaching series. It has every conference we've held here. I mean, it just it just loaded with stuff. And we make it available, no charge. But see, you can download all these audios, uh, the MP3 format, from the websites. I say, give this some thought. Now, granted, if you've never done any of it, it's going to take you a while to download all of it, but no problem. You can do it. A little bit here and there, you can do it. Create that library. But with the video, if you have access to the video, I would suggest doing this. Because even if your internet goes down, all right, you can still watch the videos because you save them. You say, well, I don't know how in the world to download videos. All right. Now, using your pen and paper that you brought with you tonight, like you bring it with you every service, <laughs> I'm going to give you the name of a free software, free app. You can download to your computer, and it works. It is free. It is so easy to use. And you can download videos from YouTube, and it will not have the videos you download will have no commercials whatsoever. It's just a video only. Are you ready? Here it is. It's called 4K, the number four, not F O U R, the number four, the numeral four, and the letter K. 4K video downloader. 4K video downloader. This is incredibly simple to use. I read that YouTube created this program. And I'm thinking, why in the world would you do that when you don't want people putting stuff on your... You know what I'm saying? This can't be posted because of copyright infringement, but you can download it and keep it for yourself and play it for whoever. Nevertheless, 4K video downloader. You can find it on the internet um, it's simple. It is so simple to use. And it is so efficient. The videos that I've shown here, that's how I get them. I download them. And that way we don't have to go online. And, you know, sometimes you're watching a video on YouTube and all of a sudden there's a commercial right in the middle of it. Okay, that doesn't happen when you download these. You only get the video itself. 4K video downloader. It is amazing how little time it takes to download a video. We're not talking hours here. We're talking a shorter video, seconds. It's incredible. 4K video downloader. And just start downloading the videos from our website, from Pastor Bronx, from Gary, whatever, just, and save them. Go back and watch them later. But save them. Have this library. And along with that, if you have the idea that you want to um, edit any of the videos, 
One of the things that I have done is downloaded, man, I don't know how many worship videos from, from YouTube. Really good stuff. Well, sometimes at the beginning of the video, they're talking about the song, or at the end, thank you for, for joining our service, or thank you for watching our video. It's like, I don't want that. So I, I edit that off with a free program called Windows Movie Maker. That, that program is so simple. I, I thought, it's going to take me a long time to figure this out. Five minutes later, I'm editing videos. Now, everything I know on computers is self-taught. Windows Movie Maker. Now, there's a catch with this one. Windows doesn't make it anymore. I have Windows Movie Maker 2012. Now, you, there's a, there is a, a website called archive.org, A-R-C-H-I-V-E dot O-R-G. Archive.org has, I have no idea how many versions, old versions of old programs that you can download, no charge. You can download Windows Live Essentials, which contains Windows Movie Maker. And then when you're, when you're installing Windows Live Essentials, you just tell it, you, you uncheck everything but Windows Movie Maker, and then now you can edit your videos. And that's what I've done with a lot of these worship videos. And at some point in time, I'll probably play some in here. I've done, uh, I've played some of them. It is so cool. <laughs> Be in here, have them playing through the system. Yeah, it's really neat. Now, you, you think, well, what am I going to save them to? I mean, i got a computer, but, you know, videos and MP3, I suggest that you go and buy either Amazon, Best Buy, whatever. Get a, um, a at least one terabyte solid state drive, external hard drive, and save everything to the external hard drive. That way, if your computer crashes... You have everything on that external hard drive. You say, well, how expensive are those? They're cheap. For a, a one terabyte, today you might be able to get one for about 40 or $50. I mean, it depends on the model, so on and so forth. But, and the prices are coming down. Um, I recently got a five terabyte for $100. Now, five terabyte is a lot. What I'm getting at, what I'm talking about here tonight is Creating a storehouse of all this teaching, of all this wealth, if you will, in case we're told, you guys can't have church anymore, in case we're told, not your, your website, why, it's offensive. We're going to shut you down. We're taking all your videos off YouTube. You're not, you're not doing this anymore. You know what? If that happens... Sure, we'll still be able to gather together some way, somehow. But if you can already have a storehouse of all this teaching available, even if you're watching sermons if you've already watched, a sermon from eight years ago, you really remember what it was all about? You'll have it all there. Not only that, but you would be able to invite people to your home and watch this. Now, some people would say, well, I just don't believe it's ever going to get that bad. And I, I honestly, I'm kind of with you a little bit there on that. But the what if? The what if? You know, in Nazi Germany, they didn't, things were, they didn't realize how bad things were getting until they were ordered to burn their books. And then all of a sudden, people are thinking, 
we've got a real problem. Well, yeah, slowly but surely it began to creep in. You have a lot of people out there that are preaching the gospel of it's going to get horrible in this country. I don't know how much I agree with that, but I know this. It's worse now than what it used to be. And what I'm sharing with you here tonight is to try and bring to your attention things maybe you hadn't thought of. Because I know this. In a worst case scenario, we will wish we had all this. So if we develop it now and every now and then keep it updated, download the most recent, you know what? We're going to be ready. And we will continue to be able to be edified just like if we had had the videos of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. You know what I'm saying? How we wish we had things like that. Well, I don't want to be wishing that I had done what I could have done if I'm later told you can't do any of it. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Now, we're going to close here. Turn over to Galatians chapter 8. I mean, Galatians chapter 8. There is no Galatians. Yeah, Brother Martin. Galatians chapter 6. We'll close here with this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. What did you sow in 2021 that is going to grow and produce fruit in 2022? What did you sow? Did you sow to the flesh? He says, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. This is not an if. I mean, it is a definite. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But then he says, if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap the life. What did you sow last year that's going to grow this year and bear fruit? And what are you sowing this year that is going to grow and bear fruit next year? Something to think about. I want to sow to the Spirit, and I want that life everlasting. Praise God. Now, we're going to uh, do the reading. I apologize. I went much longer than I thought I would. I want the readers, um, everybody just come on up, um, you know, to the pew up here. And tonight, we're going to be reading from uh, Colossians. So those of you who are not reading, you know, you can open your Bible to Colossians. But along with that, when we have finished with Colossians, we will be reading in Psalms, starting with Psalms chapter 11, just to give you a heads up in preparation. So um, I'm going to begin this tonight. Colossians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day you heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, 
who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through faith, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. For I would that ye know what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knitted together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of the understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mysteries of God and of the Father and of Christ, and whom are hid all the treasures of the wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with the enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, joining and beholding your order and the steadfast of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abound therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophies and vain deceit, 
after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of the principalities in power, and whom also ye are circumcised in the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye raised with, risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, with whom raised him from the dead, and ye and you be dead in your I mean, and you be dead in in sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that ye was against you, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, and have having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are shadow of of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward, or in voluntary humility, and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he have not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all body, all body, be joints and 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 bands, having nourishment ministered and knitted together, increasing with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are perished with using, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in honor to the satisfying of the flesh." If he then be risen with Christ, seeks those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sakes the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them, but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, by Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. 
And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sitting with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no respect of persons. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. They make, make it manifest as they ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are, also, that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech always with grace, season with salt, that ye may know, may know ye ought to answer every man. All my state shall take us, declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you receive commandments. If he come unto you, receive him. And Jesus, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision, these are only are my fellow workers, who unto the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort unto me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete and in the will of God. For I bear him record that he have a great zeal for you, and them that are in Laodicea, and them that are in Aeropolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea, and Nephis, and the church which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Salutation by the hand of me, Paul. Remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. Psalms 11 and 12. In the Lord I put my trust. How say you to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? 
the Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord's throne is in heaven, the eyes behold that his eyelids are tried, the children of men, the Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Upon the, upon the wicked he shall uh, rain snares, fire and brimstone, and a horrible tempest. And this shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance doth behold the upright. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor with flattering lips, and with a double heart to, do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who shall, who have said, with our tongue we, we, we will prevail, our lips are our own, we are Lord, we, we, who is the Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, said the Lord, I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace, of earth purified seven times, thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk ever uh, on every side. <clears throat> the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Psalms thirteen through fifteen. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart daily, how long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemy say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They all, they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Hath all the works of iniquity no knowledge? Who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. In whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not. He that putteth not, he, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Psalm 16 
Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, and in whom is all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied that has hastened after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 17. Hear the right, O Lord, I tend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth out night of faint lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of man, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, and that, fo- that my foot slips not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by the right hand of them, which put their trust in thee from those who rise up against them. Hold me, keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. From the wicked that oppress me, from my deadly enemies who compass me about. They are enclosed in their fat. With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places, arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down, deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men which are at thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure, they are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Man, I don't know about you, but you know, you can sit and read these things and read these things and read these things, but there's just something about hearing somebody read it while you follow along. It's like you see things you never saw, even though you're seeing things you've seen. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> thank you guys so much. I mean that. Thank you. That just, man, what a blessing. And I sure hope all of you watching really appreciate this. Um, you know, God's word has gone forth. It won't return void. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Praise the Lord. Please stand.